0: Also available on the Frank Horror Channel, Frank Horror Presents Sinner's Moon, a 7-episode limited horror fiction series. Suitable for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Okay, March 19th, 2022. I don't hear anything through these headphones.
2: all. So, do you have a part you want me to read versus you? Yeah, let me... It's recording, because I see wave file, but... Is, is it responding when I tap the...
1: Hold on. Do it again. No, it's coming through the... That's where I'm hearing it. It's coming out of the... Plug into here if you can. Do you have the right jack for that? Yeah. Welcome to the horror... Wait, hold on hold,
0: on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Stop the music stop the music, please. Hey there, I'm Frank Horror. Uh, Well, as you can see, when we're recording a podcast, not everything goes according to plan. It doesn't always go smoothly. So welcome to our season one of the Horror Analysis Outtakes show. What's an outtake, you ask? Well, that could be a couple of things, actually. An outtake could be where we mess up, so like a blooper. An outtake could also be just something that didn't make the cut of the final show for any number of reasons. It could just be that we ran out of time and it hit the cutting room floor. A lot of what you're going to hear today is a third example of an outtake, and that is when you have the dreaded live mic moment, when there's a hot mic in the room and you keep talking. So in between recording our segments for the show – uh, the microphone often was still live, and so in this show, you're going to hear a lot of us just sort of chit-chatting and, and talking and interacting in between the um, in, or recorded segments. And so we hope that everything that you hear is either entertaining, interesting, or humorous in some way. So that being said, let's hear more outtakes. Roll the intro music. Welcome to the Horror Analysis, a podcast that takes a psychological deep dive into all things horror and macabre. Here are your hosts, Frank Horror, writer, director, filmmaker, and podcaster with a background in counseling psychology, and Dr. Elliot Rotman, a clinical psychologist with a background in acting and the arts.
1: Um, do, you want, do you want to go back and do that last
0: couple sentences? What were they? Because of the... I think we're okay. I think by the time right? I put my finger up, that's when the, it was bulk genius, the noise went through. Peak. Okay. Um,
1: what were they? <laughs> was I just <that you> saying? <laughs>
2: There was some noise outside the horror hut.
0: <laughs>
2: Don't go out there,
0: Elliot. Don't go out there. I
2: always
0: had a thing for Morticia, can like I say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Adams family is, that's just, that's my life. So Morticia is. the ideal mate.
2: <laughs>
0: Do you have that on, the, uh, on your profile? I probably should. You probably should. <laughs> Looking for my Morticia. Yeah. <laughs> If you look anything like this, <coughs> write to me. I tend to date women that look like that anyway. <laughs> I've got a type. Back in the 50s or 60s, the black and white films, we had giant tarantulas, giant ants. We even had an attack of a 50-foot woman. So, I mean. Yes, we did. We all survived that, luckily. Yes, fortunately, we did. I think we're good on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: We are cutting here.
0: Yes. All right. Are we recording? We're recording. All right. right. <laughs> so, monsters, monster. Sh- uh, the blah. takes a drink. <laughs> we need whiskey for these. <laughs> <laughs> One time we will. We will. We'll record at night. Yeah, I was going to say, not before lunch. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm good. Okay. If I'm not, we'll just have to cut or keep rolling, and then I'll just screw up like a train wreck.
1: <laughs> the usual train wreck or a different one?
0: Let's
2: make it interesting. <laughs> this will be an express train. <laughs> <laughs> express train to hell. <laughs> one of my favorite lines from some movie, that was a guy who... It was a comedy, and the guy is going, he was Italian, going, my wife, she comes like an express train.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like something from uh, Johnny Dangerously.
2: Something, yeah, along those (laughs) lines.
0: Like an express train. (laughs) I do want to say one more thing. Um, This has nothing to do with psychological horror, but it... This story occurred to me, and we're talking about yeah. body horror. Mm-hmm. And this is just not that it was horror so much, but um, it just popped in my head when I was little. There, when my mom returned to work, there was uh, someone else in the neighborhood who she had kids. And so she babysat me during the day. And I remember this is one of my earliest memories. Maybe this is why I'm into horror. Um, I was there, you know, hanging out in their house, and her husband, I was interacting with him and I remember him, uh, I don't know what he was saying, what he was doing, but he he took his teeth out in front of me and he held them out and I got to see, you know, both sets upper and lower mm-hmm. and he put them back in and he'd take them out and show them to me and put them back in and, and I would reach into my mouth and I was so frustrated. I couldn't, I'm like, why can you get your teeth out? But I can, I couldn't pull mine out and I couldn't understand why. Mm-hmm. So again, it wasn't body horror, but it was more like body frustration at the, at the moment. Now I'm actually relieved my teeth stay where they are, but. Yes.
2: It made me think of it. Yeah. But it's like he was doing something that was odd. I mean, most of us can't take out our teeth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But if he did that and the teeth independently started to come towards you, like on the floor, maybe.
0: That's, Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. I'll have some nightmares tonight about that. Okay. (laughs) Just little ankle ankle biters.
1: (laughs) My sister-in-law's father had an amputated leg below the knee. And when I was 10, we went over and saw him for the first time that I met him. And he saw that I was, like, staring at his leg. And he's like, do you want to see this? And, you know, being a 10-year-old boy, you're like, yeah. He goes and takes off the prosthetic leg and shows me the way that they closed it up surgically. And Mm -hmm. I was just – I must have just stared at it for 20 seconds. He's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt anymore, but – they had to close it up after I had a disease or something like that. And I had to you know, explain the whole process to me, so which greatly humanized this dehumanizing procedure that someone would have to go through. Because you don't imagine at the age of 10 that anybody would ever want to lose a limb voluntarily.
0: Sure. So, and that's when you're young. That's the novelty because you're not used to seeing these things. They're outside of the norm of what you understand. right? And so they're fascinating. Yeah. All right.
2: Let's get some lunch. Okay. What are you guys up for?
1: God damn it. <laughs> That's how that clip is going to start.
0: <laughs> with no context. It's just still doing it. God damn It's
1: it. just you say, God damn it.
0: <laughs>
2: um, which I didn't know about piranhas is that if you're in the water with them and you're not bleeding, they, they leave not, you alone. They leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember piranhas, you mentioned in the, in the aquarium, there used to be a, uh, a, what was the aquarium up here? Mark, uh, Martin's Aquarium. Martin's. There was a Martin's down at, on Ogun's Avenue. You I remember it from when I was a kid. And they had a tank full of piranhas there. And it was like, ooh, they're scary. And you see the teeth. But it's the teeth that make it scary because that goes to, you know, like body integrity.
0: It's the thing that, that's scary about it. Otherwise, it's a fish. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I actually, I think I got them at Martin's. I had two piranha. Oh, did you? And they were, you know, I, I wouldn't put my hands in the tank. I, granted, you know, you're probably safe if you're not bleeding in, in a body of, natural body of water with piranha. Right. But I would put hot dogs on a string, pieces of a hot dog on a string mm-hmm. and kind of fish them through the tank. And they would chase after it and get it. Um, probably thinking it's a fish or something or a a food item. And, um, but I got to a point where they were fast and I didn't want to reach in to clean the tank. So the tank was getting really murky. (laughs) So I got one of those snails to put in and kind of just, they crawl along the aquarium and they clean the aquarium because mm -hmm. they're eating all the sludge and the slime off the sides. I thought that's my solution. If I can't catch the piranhas and I don't want to reach in there, I'll get a, a snail so sure enough, they ate the snail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'll show you.
0: Um, there was one point, though, where I went away with my family um, for on vacation somewhere. And so I had my friend in the neighborhood come over and feed the piranhas while it was gone. We had to have a net on top of the tank because they would mm-hmm. jump. And so if they jumped, they'd hit the net and fall back in. <laughs> so when we fed them, um, I would move that net aside. And sometimes I would just take a pinch of fish flakes and throw it in. And as long as the fish flakes were moving because of the filter, they would eat those. And so it had to be moving, was the the thing with the piranha. And so my friend, I had forgotten to tell him that there were times when I went to go put the fish flakes in. And the piranhas jumped up once or twice and took it from between my fingers. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, they've got teeth. They did not catch me, luckily. And so... I had forgotten to tell him that. And he told me in retrospect when I came back and I was like, how'd it go? And he's like, Good. But as I was about to put the, the thing in, they, they were looking up at me like they were ready to jump. So he did it quickly and put the oh. the top back on, luckily.
1: I thought that story was going to have a different ending. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. His fingers are all still there. <laughs> it's his friend's stubby.
2: Right. <laughs> How did you clean the, 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 like the bottom of the tank? How'd you get well, they off?
0: died eventually from it getting too murky, and then that's... Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I and tried. That was, you know, that. That, was that. That was that. Couldn't just
2: have guppies like a normal kid.
0: <laughs> I fed them guppies, but that—that's part of what caused the mess. <laughs> I got nothing else, unless Me you neither. do. All right, short but sweet. All right, we could do a song if you'd like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I still remember this movie as a kid, Doctor Sardonicus. Ever should you see that one. No. It, this was one where it just built up that there was this, uh, he was a doctor and I forget, and he, I think he was evil, it's an old, old film, but the, the thing at the end, and there was some kind of, I think, moral statement at the end, uh, they, they dig him up and he has this sardonic grin, that's where the name comes from. And that was the, quote, scary part, you know, where his true self got revealed or something. Mm. But, you know, we have this whole thing, the worms go in the worms go out. The
0: and worms play pinnacle on my snout. Yes. <laughs> it was a little... A little
2: rhyme there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they eat your guts and spit them right out. <laughs> and then your face <laughs> turns mama green and pus comes out like salad with green. <laughs> um, Welcome to
0: grade school.
1: I love that.
2: That's fantastic.
0: Along the lines of dreams, um, I actually had a dream last night that I remembered. And I, I have done some dream work when I was younger in terms of
2: mm-hmm.
0: getting doing dream journaling, getting to the point where I could do lucid dreaming or directive dreaming. I haven't done that in a while, but I do remember last night's dream where it was a... And, and so the reason I bring this up is because if we start to dovetail and talk about dreams... People are always asking psychologists or therapists, like, well, here's my dream. What does it mean? Right. Yeah. So in dream my dream, there was a, it was a big press conference and there was a dog and it was more of an anthropomorphized dog. Like he, he didn't speak, but he kind of stood up and like, here's this dog and he was going to do this life saving, life saving surgery on a monkey. And so this was a, a first historic thing and the, the press was all there and they're they're doing this photo op thing and i remember being impressed by this I'm like this is crazy a dog is going to do surgery on a monkey and this is we're witnessing this in our lifetime i
1: would think it would be the other way around <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah,
0: but so i didn't actually see the surgery i just knew fast forward i knew the outcome and, and they're like well yeah it wasn't successful the monkey died in surgery and i remember processing this with other people and they're saying like Man, what were we thinking having a dog do surgery? It really wasn't a good idea after all. <laughs> <laughs> In retrospect, because I remember at the press conference, the dog's there with his Wait, what, that lab coat and his, official. That, you know, his a stethoscope. <laughs> right.
2: That's, that, that's like a sketch idea.
0: <laughs> I remember waking up thinking like, well, what the hell does that mean? Like if we're going to, yeah, obviously some dreams are easy to interpret. Um,
2: but, that, but that one, it's just like, fine. yeah, what is your, what was your mind constructing there? But that's. And you didn't have any emotional attachment to the monkey that, no. that, or the dog. No, they were not dogs that I, these were not animals I was familiar with. Uh huh. There was an old SNL skit they used to do years ago called, um, I forget the name of the cat, but it was the cat who would drive a car.
1: Love that
0: to- skit. Toots the driving Toontes cat. Work, yeah. And he'd always drive it over the cliff. <laughs> every time. <Yeah. laughs> like, Toots no! no. And then he had that look of panic as they all go over the cliff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it had to come out
0: of somebody's dream. Uh, that's funny. We have a lot of content for the death stuff. Yes, we do. Including mm-hmm. cremation versus not. That's where I'm going. Okay. The worms are not going to get me. <laughs> if there's a way that, like, maybe someone could smoke me afterwards, you know, just <laughs> roll up a, some frank and light him up and... <laughs> uh,
1: if that, God forbid it should happen, but if it does, I'll try it. But what probably happen is I'll just go...
2: Right, <laughs> straight <laughs> and the, out of. and then the spirit of Frank would be
0: inside. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my grand plan to live on and yeah, manipulate many it. people. You,
1: I used to love marshmallows as a kid, but um, it's just a candied version of a marshmallow. That's just, it's yeah. just,
0: and it's their dead eyes, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's the vacant stare. <laughs>
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah, look at you with the doll's eyes There's <laughs> dead eyes before they roll back white.
1: Bite you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jaws?
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a
1: fucking YouTube video. Didn't I share that with you of the the guy who puts a peep in the oven and and it and it basically expands to uh, encompass his whole apartment. And it breaks out of the the microwave first, and then it gets Bigger than the apartment. No.
0: Thing.
1: Gets in this giant size outside the building and it kills him or something. I don't remember. It was like 15 years ago now.
0: <laughs> so when you're in a session with a patient and you're up against the clock, you hit the time limit. How do you how do you end that session? What is your, your technique or what do you say to wrap that session up? Uh, I will often say um, we're going to have to wrap up now. Oh, you go
2: directly for it. I'll go directly for it. Or if we're wrapping down a bit, I will, since I still use a big um, paper uh, appointment book, I will reach for it. So that's an indication what's set up another time.
0: Okay. The reason I ask this is this episode is getting a little long in the tooth, so we're going to wrap this up now. Okay. See you next week. See you next week. Same time. Same channel. (laughs) Well, that's it, folks. That's the end of our outtakes show for The Horror Analysis. That's also going to wrap up season one. So make sure to come back for season two. We've got some really interesting topics. But in the meantime, stick with Frank Horror because we have more content on the way. Thanks again. The Horror Analysis is a Frank Horror production and is brought to you by Frank Juknowicz, Elliot Rotman, and William Rizzo. Audio engineering and the original theme music to The Horror Analysis were provided by William Rizzo. Audio editing provided by Frank Joknowicz. Sound mastering was provided by David Parsons. The opening credits introduction was voiced by Christine Matschei. To learn more about our show, visit us online at frankhorror.com.